This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. If the outcome of those audits did not outrage the public, did not outrage taxpayers, did not make them throw up, I will resign as Speaker. Well... There'll be a lot of questions asked of Daryl Plekis today, won't they? Because that Auditor General's report that he talked about in that clip there so many months ago is out this morning. And yeah, there are a lot of eyebrows being raised over questionable expenses listed here. So let's break this down and talk about what it is that the Auditor General, Carol Bellringer, find out. By the way, she is having a press conference to talk about her results on that. Uh, it's uh, over the phone, so we will have those comments for you coming up shortly. But right now, let's talk to Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief Keith Baldry about what is in this report. Keith, thanks so much for being here. Good to be here, Simi. Okay, so uh, the one thing I've certainly noticed here is that Daryl Plekis thought everybody would be outraged by the other expenses, but his expenses aren't exactly squeaky clean either. No, in fact, in terms of uh, an increase from year to year, uh, and first of all, the Auditor General looked at three offices, the Clerk of the Legislature, the Sergeant at Arms, and the Speaker's Office. And when you look at just purely expenses, the increase, the biggest increase of those three office, offices was in the Speaker's Office under Daryl Plekis's watch. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of expenses being racked up, but ironically, at least, his was the biggest growth area of the three offices when it came to expenses. And this is the first of a series of audits. This one primarily looked at travel expenses clothing and gifts mm -hmm. and basically her basic finding here is that uh, th there's either no policy in place or a policy that's in place isn't being followed adequately enough and it's open to abuse and she's basically saying you've got some some gaps to be closed here uh, going forward but uh, it's a nice little report in that she itemizes all sorts of things I'm fascinated by the fact that they actually someone actually expensed a uh, ginger chocolate bar that cost four dollars and ninety eight cents. That's uh, yeah. that's uh, an, uh, that was uh, a bit but, much. You know, there was a lot of a lot of cufflinks bought by these yeah. guys, and uh, like who buys cufflinks anymore? But set uh, after set of, of cufflinks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's in uh, a tuxedo and uh, and uh, more than two thousand dollars worth of art uh, and prints that were going to be given out to the MLAs, according to the clerk. So uh, almost eight more than eighteen thousand dollars worth of gifts from that office. Uh, that again, it's not clear. Well, it, according to the Auditor General Carol Bellringer, uh, the policies either are not rigid enough uh, or they're just not being followed and. Uh, I think basically, though, going forward, you're not going to see this stuff happen again. I think the people who now occupy those offices are going to be much more spendthrift uh, than their predecessors were. I can imagine that. Those were some of the same things that I was looking at here, too, where I wondered, like, how did anybody think this was okay for so long to expense this kind of stuff? Yeah, no, again, it's the, it's the culture of entitlement is yes. what it's been labeled for some time. And it's for years, the, the officers of the legislature have sort of been operating as if they're in a completely different arena when it comes to rules and such, and that they cannot be questioned. It's sort of like the the uh, the ultimate authority of the legislature can never be uh, questioned. And that's always been controlled by the Speaker, the Clerk, and the Sergeant-at-Arms in sort of this rarefied atmosphere. Uh, and uh, now that's, I think, those days are obviously 
coming to an end. But again, the, the itemized list of gifts and purchases are, are kind of silly. As I say, a, a number of occasions, people buying cufflinks for, for, you know, four cufflinks sets, January 3rd, 2018, four cufflinks sets, one suit, one pair of shoes, one uh, trousers, and two hats for $4,800. Like, uh, who spends that kind of money in real life? And, uh, and again, it's uh, uh, just the clothing alone was uh, quite eye-opening that uh, this was expensive. $17,000 basically for cufflinks and, and clothes. That and that is unreal. And that's over a period of like two years or something like that. So that's like yeah, a lot from, of money. Yeah, uh, from August August 2016 to August 2018. I mean, uh, I'm not sure you need more than one set of cufflinks if if you do at all. <laughs> but uh, they were buying it almost on a monthly basis. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I guess what struck me as well is just the the lack of any controls on this. I mean, as, as mm-hmm. the Auditor General points out, there was no travel policy for Stafford permanent officers. Yes, and so and she she draws the parallel. There is a rigid travel policy in ministries. Uh, if you're a cabinet minister or an MLA, you are subject to some pretty strict rules on your travel, both in terms of your flights and your per diems and, and such, what you can expense, what you can't expense. Uh, that didn't seem to apply uh, in this case. She actually made the observation that they would be in violation of ministry protocols here uh, when it comes to uh, to flying. You, you, you know, MLAs and cabinet ministers, I think correctly complain sometimes that they're confined to economy class on long flights and the, it, it took years for the government to change its policy that it, I think if it's a flight of more than six hours you're allowed to upgrade but uh, those policies uh, just not followed by by the three officers of the legislature and Daryl Plekis is part of this too I mean this a lot of this took place on his watch and he was he was part of the uh, on some of these trips that the Auditor General singles out as being questionable uh, whether it was to London England or Washington DC or Virginia uh, she says basically this was uh, allowed to flourish uh, and run amok without anybody blowing the whistle on this thing. Right. So what do you think is going to happen as a result, Keith? Like those policies that you talked about that are so much stricter for ministry, like government staff, will those same rules now be applied here? I think so. Yeah, she made nine recommendations. From what I can tell, the, the legislative assembly has said we will follow all of them um, uh, and and you know take steps to close these gaps and to be more uh, rigid in applying them. And already, I think we've seen ever since this blew up. I can tell you, uh, when this first happened, a number of us said, you know what, this has probably got a lot to do with travel because we knew that these officers spent a lot of time traveling. And sure enough, that's that's much of the the supposed abuse here. Since then. Uh, um, I'm not sure you're going to see as much. Well, we haven't seen as much traveling as we can as we can tell mm-hmm. from the people who are doing the fill-in for the jobs. I mean, Kate Ryan Lloyd is the deputy clerk who's now the acting clerk, and as far as I can tell, uh, she's just been here at work every day. I see her every day. Uh, same with the sergeant at arms and uh, and and such. Now, the speaker's office is interesting. Alan Mullen, who's the speaker's yeah. aide, uh, went on his own self-directed uh, travel uh, voyage odyssey across. Uh, Canada and the United States yes. ostensibly investigating security uh, situations at other state uh, houses and, and legislatures to the tune of $13,000. That hasn't been broken down yet. That's not part of this audit, as far as I can tell. And uh, we're still looking for, for some explanation from the Speaker to justify the expenses incurred on that trip. Certainly the BC Liberals on Lampsy, Mary Polak, who's the Liberal House leader, has asked some pointed questions about, you know, show us your expenses on this trip. $13,000 is 
is again fitting the pattern we see in these other um, right. uh, you know, findings of the Auditor General when it comes to expenses. It seems though that with Daryl Plekis, like he obviously brought a lot of this uh, to the forefront, right? He showed everybody oh, yeah. what was going on, but at the same time, he doesn't really seem to like having his own expenses questioned, does he? <laughs> No, he doesn't. And he gets quite <clears throat> quite prickly and defensive if anyone challenges his own situation. He's refused to talk about Alan Mullen's trip. Um, and it could be very well all explainable as far as we know, but they just won't answer any questions about it. And he gets he gets quite defensive and almost loses his temper if you question his uh, his judgment in these matters. And it's interesting, you played that clip off the top that if, if people don't throw yeah. up if, when they read this, um, he'll resign. I don't think we're at the vomit-inducing stage quite yet in terms of this stuff. I think it's more eyeball rolling and, and what is going on there and clean up your act rather than just some huge abuse. This is, this is I wouldn't say it's picayune, it's, but it's, it's just emblematic, I think, of, a, of a, a culture of entitlement when you buy you know a dozen sets of cufflinks and trousers and a tuxedo to the tune of thousands of dollars of taxpayers' expense when you really don't need that stuff. Right. Now this auditor, like, we have several reports that have looked into this issue from different ways, right? So this was mm-hmm. the looking into the policies and practices. There's still the investigation by the RCMP or the, or the police, is there not? Oh, there is. Uh, that's ongoing. That's, that's overseen by the uh, special prosecutor. Those things take a life a life of their own, and they can go on forever. I mean, for for a long time. So, uh, no end in sight for that. Uh, so that's uh, still a criminal investigation underway. We don't know when that's going to end. There's also uh, underway what's called a workplace review uh, in the legislature right. to ensure everybody's uh, protected in the workplace from bullying and harassment and that type of thing. Uh, so there's a lot of balls in the air in this thing. And again, the Auditor General. This is just the first of many audits she's going to do of the Legislative Assembly. She's going to be looking at at contracting, for example, um, you know, uh, putting out calls for services. And, and, you know, there's, just looking out my window right now, there's the landscape crew that's been here for years. There's an ongoing uh, renovation of the front of the legislature in terms of the driveway. Like, how were those contracts let? Uh, were there calls for proposal? Was it all yeah. done on the up and up? And so it's, it's, the Assembly has 300 employees, and many things going on here. So it's not just travel and gifts. There's a lot of moving parts, and she's just beginning her work here, and this is just the first of many reports. All right, well, listen for more about that. Keith, thank you. Oh, yeah. That is okay, Keith Baldry, our Global News Legislative Bureau Chief, talking about the Auditor General, Carol Bellringer's report that was released about an hour or so ago, looking into the policies and procedures regarding expenses of the employees at the legislature. So